Okay, in what order? Like me, Matt, Ashley, Jordan. Me, Matt, Ashley, Every Jordan. Every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you mentioned the Just, exact same thing last time too, Freddie. <laughs> It's one of those, well, I do it every time because one of those things where it's like, all right, I no longer need it. My brain gets rid of it. <laughs> it is not necessary information for the rest of the week. <laughs> so it goes. So it's just like a cartridge. We just load it back in when we record. Yeah. <laughs> Today we learned yeah. Freddy's, Freddy's brain has roughly the same storage as a Game Boy Color cartridge. <laughs> I, I, I dump it to make room for Magic the Gathering flavor text. Hello, I'm Freddie. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Possible Spoilers podcast, where our combined powers of clairvoyance may or may not be enough to spoil the upcoming stories that you are looking forward to. And tonight, the thing we may or may not be spoiling is Overwatch 2. So we've been kind of on a sequel kick here, guys. We, we did Frozen 2 recently, now we're doing Overwatch 2. So it's these big, significant moments in pop culture, whether it's film or video game. And I gotta admit, this one surprised me to have to see a sequel announced for this one. I, it makes a lot of sense financially. You have a hit game, you want to capitalize on it, you want to take it further. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna throw out my first hot take of the night was that Overwatch was such a good game. It was so polished, everything seemed to be there. I honestly can't tell you exactly what Overwatch Two could do to the game. Like, what what can it add? What can it contribute? I'm really not sure. A single-player PvE that you can play all the time instead of just on Halloween. Now, that's a solid option right there, in my opinion. Because that's all I've ever wanted is Overwatch against people, or against, uh, it's always against people, against computers with friends cooperatively. Yes. To get story in some way other than scattered YouTube videos and webcomics and popsicle sticks and... (laughs) (laughs) Fortune cookies. (laughs) I've always thought that calling it Overwatch lore was a very generous moniker for what was such a disjointed narrative choice of how these things play. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoyed the YouTube videos and some of the backstory and the comics. Like, they're fun, but I'm with you. It just They seem to pop up in really random places. So this reminds me of something that I, I was watching a D&D channel one day. Matt Colville. Um, Matt Colville's channel for D&D. And he, he's a writer in like his, his real-life job, um, kind of before YouTube took off for him. And he was talking about the difference between writing a story versus writing lore. And he was talking about the fact that lore can go on for like thousands of pages and none of it really matters. But writing is like the story that should be on the page that contains like characters and motivations and all of that stuff. And to me, that's what Overwatch has been missing because it's all been lore. It's been background details. It's been like all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes of the game that Blizzard has been so, I don't, I don't know, almost like hiding it from us like they've been so slow to roll out the story so they've been stingy with it it's yeah like you do not get to learn about the monkey (laughs) not today like i think stingy is the best word because the thing about overwatch the thing that made overwatch so refreshing especially when it first came out was that it, it was unlike any other game on the market 
um, because it kind of reminded me of what games used to look like, uh, especially first-person shooter games. Because you know it was colorful, it was vibrant, and all the all the players in like or all the the characters like liked each other or hated each other, but they all had very distinct personalities. They weren't just various shades of brown and gray and green, kind of like military fatigues. And so much of that story, they they've just I hidden it in a bunker, and they're like, we've got some of it, but you can't see it just yet. And like they've just been refusing to let it out. So I don't know. It seems like a cheap way to make it more interesting than it might actually be. Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I think the community kind of just came to a realization a while ago that, like, it seems to me like they don't have a story written out. Like, I, I would be shocked if Blizzard actually has a plot written out for this, because I just don't see it. Like, they've had The plot is make more money. Yeah. That's yeah. the plot That's of this video game. Buy more loot. They box. told us... They've already told us it's. They they said in no uncertain terms that it we're nowhere near its release. Oh yeah, like they said, um, that, and they said, and it was really convenient. I thought that Kaplan came out and said, "Yeah, Blizzard is just going to kind of go dark until we finish this game." I'm like, "Oh, that's a fun way of saying you're going to disappear and not have to talk about anything to anybody until this game is done." That's very convenient. Yeah, and, I and think the thing is, some... like when you're rolling out the lore bit by bit, I feel like that might make it seem more interesting because when you actually read it like i was reading up on what the lore so far for overwatch actually is and when you read it like all together it kind of sounds ridiculous like it just gets to a point like um you know this omnic crisis is going on where they're fighting robots and it's like meanwhile on the moon apes are going wild and killing humans (laughs) and it's like (laughs) what Oh my gosh, it's so true. See, I agree with you, but that's kind of what I liked about Overwatch because, <laughs> like, you didn't have to question the fact that, like, Winston exists. Like, I remember people lost their minds when Wrecking Ball was announced, and it turns out that, like, Wrecking Ball is just a hamster. And they were yeah. like, this doesn't make sense in Overwatch. And it's like, have yeah. you not paid attention to the giant monkey with a <laughs> yeah, lightning cannon the entire game? Uh, a monkey revolution on the moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, the hamster in a death ball is like the third strangest thing yeah, in this game. Yeah, the hamsters came from the moon too. It's not that far from a stretch. <laughs> yeah, like okay, that like I can believe that if you're experimenting on gorillas, sure, you had a we hamster. Got giant hamsters too. <laughs> yeah, why not? Which that actually brings me to like one of my major discussions that I wanted to have. And and Freddie, you brought up a good point as to like when is this game going to come out? Who knows? My question is, I'm I'm worried that. Kind of similar to a lot of other like games-as-service models, especially ones that have tried to tell a story. I'm thinking of like Destiny 2, for example. Well, Destiny 1 and 2. It very like I'm curious how much of a game plan Blizzard has sketched out for this. And like Anthem might be even a more recent example, where it's like, how, how sustainable is this game going to be in the long term? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, are you saying that you're worried they're going to start rolling out story, like making us pay for the story? Like, no, I... no, no. Like, uh, uh, well, I don't think they're going to make us pay for the story. I'm just curious. Like, are they going to be able to deliver on story? Because they they really hammered home the idea that like these missions are replayable, infinitely replayable. That that's one of that's been one of the the biggest criticisms of these games as service models is that they often aren't. Like, they're kind of grindy and they're repetitive and well we know that blizzard's capable of that because 
Diablo exactly. 3, Diablo 3, you're meant to play over and over again. There's seasons of Diablo 3. That's true. And yeah. that really confused me at first because I was like, wait, there's a story. Surely you're not meant to just hear this same stuff over and over again in different seasons. Yes, you are. It's like, and eventually by the end of it, I've seen jokes and things where people are like, yeah, 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 whatever. Kane, something's going on. I don't care. I want I want your loot or I want the loot. I want the season's. <laughs> I want the season's backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually kind of like, for me, fits the theme of Diablo. Because like, all of the character classes in Diablo 3 are kind of like weird and bonkers crazy anyways. But like, I'm, I'm just curious, how long is Blizzard going to be able to sustain any kind of like long-term story content? Like, How much story is actually going to be there at launch versus... What story is going to be there a year from launch? Like, I, I wonder what their roadmap currently looks like. Well, that's kind of what we're here to talk about. We're here to predict what that story is going to look like and how it's going to end. That's our job, Jordan. Like, I think you've got it confused. You think this is up to Blizzard? They're actually just <laughs> listening in on this podcast. Like, hold on, wait. Just, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they announced Overwatch 2 after this podcast came to be. So, I mean, <laughs> they looked at us and went, ah, we'll just let them have it from here. That, so, whatever we say tonight... We'll just yeah, take whatever know. story they come yeah, up with. Yeah, we'll just take this. Yeah. It's it'll be great. I know. It. I hope it's something about yeeting Elsa into a volcano. Because that was golden, <laughs> man. They did really good on that one. Let's make, let's hope they come up with more nuggets like that one. Yeah, so Kaplan actually implanted a transponder in my brain at birth. <laughs> <laughs> Every Blizzard property. It's all been leading up to this year, the chosen one. You know, I felt like I've had that happen where there'll be like a movie or a game or, or something. And I was like, I've I've had this idea before. Someone stole my idea. Which one of you flatfoot stole my idea? It's going to be Blizzard. Oh yeah, I mean Death Stranding, that was totally me. <laughs> I had to, I had all of that mapped out before Kojima stole it. They built the game three rebuilt the game 3 days before release because of our podcast. <laughs> No, but see, I think it's it's hard for me to answer that question, Jordan, because there is, in terms of story, like I said, it's so disjointed. It's not that it's not interesting. They have some really neat stuff. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, like, these uh, character sketches we would do uh, in a class. And, Freddie, you probably know what I'm talking about because we were in that class together. Like, this creative writing class is where you just do character sketches. And I feel like that's what they've done. They would do character sketches. And they're really interesting. But they don't tell us a whole lot about this larger world going on in the background. And so I guess I'll be interested to see if that larger world starts to come into play. Because, again, I, I know, Ashley, even you said, you know, there, there's some stuff going on, like a monkey revolution on the moon, for crying out loud. So it's like <laughs> it's hinted at, but I'm not sure if they are even really that interested in fleshing that out to the point that it becomes important. Like, I, I don't know, but that's my take on it. What do you guys think? Well, I know exactly what they're going to I know exactly how they're going to flesh the world out. Let's hear it. Because I have – this can – this is a good time, as he, for my first prediction for the way the story is going to go and how it's going to end. Because we know that what happened was uh, Reaper and Soldier 76 were at each other's throats. They had an altercation that caused an explosion, which led to Overwatch's disbandment, and they made Overwatch illegal. Right, And their most recent trailer takes place with the Overwatch fighting this giant mech in Paris. And a police officer saying, does this mean Overwatch is back? And Winston's like, yeah, we kind of are. Mm. And I've seen jokes. I've seen people make jokes and where the, where the next line, because the, the, the trailer kind of cuts right there. 
I've seen posts and things where people are like, yeah, the next line is going to be police officer going like, oh, well, yeah, you're under arrest because Overwatch is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that down real fast. So what I think is going to happen in the second one, because they they are these heroes and they've been made illegal and they've, uh, they, they are coming back and they made themselves public by having to fight this big public mech in the middle of a city. Uh, so the second one is going to start exactly where where this trailer left off, this Overwatch 2, and it, they're going to have a a fixer who's going to come and he's going to try to hide what they've done, but there's going to be a politician. And this politician is going to be, like, he's going to be, he, he will have been saved by Overwatch at some point in his life, and he's going to try to uh, think that he's going to try to make them legal again by, by doing, like, a PR thing. But the thing is, he's only going to need one of them because, like, let's face it, like, Soldier 76 is too destructive, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's going to call in just Mercy. So she's going to be the hero for him. But Soldier 76 is going to get kind of, kind of like, jealous. He's going to get left at home with the kids. Yeah. Hey, and... Freddie, can I stop you real fast? <laughs> can I stop you right here? Because I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing. And there's some major spoilers incoming. You are describing Incredibles 2. That's what you're doing. Well, this is the plot of this film. If the first game is going to be Incredibles 2, or I mean Incredibles, that game might as well, might as well be Incredibles 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How is the waiting, first game Incredibles? Oh, well, the heroes are right. too destructive, so they get made illegal. Mm. They get made illegal. And I think you're absolutely... Oh, gosh. Dang it. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop the podcast. I'm, I'm glad you stopped that right there, Matt, because, like, I was I was not even catching on to that. I was just, like, full in <laughs> I on was that waiting. I'm like, no, no, no. And they said, stay home with the kids. I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> but no, There's going to be I, a really thinly veiled metaphor about television that's pretty obsolete because television isn't the thing anymore. <laughs> no screens, I guess. Screens I screens. Boomer humor. Somebody's going to. Uh... Is that a term now? Boomer <laughs> humor. Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah, boomer humor. I want to do some memes later. They're fabulous. Oh, I just aged five years from hearing this. I had no idea. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I have to go. I have to go schedule like a I don't know a, a colonoscopy or something now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, so, but I think I think you're actually one. I think you're onto something because, dang it, I'm upset. I think you're probably right. Um, <laughs> I really do. But that leads me to something. I always feel like video games come onto these tropes, come onto these ideas. They're about two years behind, but because it's a video game, they can get away with it, and they can say, "Oh, look at this amazing story and this amazing thing." And as much as I love some of the video game stories that I've seen. I do feel like they can get away with stuff like that because, oh, it's different. It's not the same thing. It's a little different. I mean, I, I don't know. That just that could be me being old and curmudgeon I don't know. But I seem to have seen that before. I mean, that happened. It kind of reminds me of uh, like this cause show I used to watch called G.I. Joe Renegades. And the thing about G.I. Joe Renegades is, by the way, it started on the same block as My Little Pony. So it, it was the forgotten reboot of that uh, dichotomy. <laughs> But it was just the A-team. Like, it had the same <laughs> mm -hmm. plot. But I enjoyed it because I was like, well, I don't like the A-team, but I like G.I. Joe, so I get, mm -hmm. like, this story that I don't care about, but True. with characters that I do. If Soldier 76 is staying home with the kids, does that mean he's 
and like uh, Mercy is doing the hero work, does that mean he's just like watching out for all the other Overwatch members? Like he's just babysitting them? Yeah, because I, I will say <laughs> that Mercy and uh, Soldier 76, we can we literally can't ship that because he's canonically gay. So we we can't ship that. So he's just taking care of. I wasn't shipping it. I was just yeah. asking like. Instead of kids, is he just babysitting like Tracer and yes. Junkrat? He's, he's telling <laughs> Reinhardt to sit down and eat some Cheetos <laughs> while Mercy gets work done. I actually do want to see that. That sounds pretty entertaining. That actually would be entertaining. And I hope that's see the this, whole game. Uh, he's trying to keep Winston out of the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, this is it. This is the game. It's actually, you're not actually going to be fighting any crime. You're going to be keeping all the other Overwatch heroes like just <laughs> occupied. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a, a mode where you just have to keep Reinhardt out of the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> out of there. Winston. Winston is the one who likes peanut butter. Oh, Winston. I thought you said Reinhardt. Uh, no, I, I said Reinhardt. Uh, he likes cheese. Oh, okay. I'm calling it now. So okay. somewhere somewhere someone's typing out a comment saying, Well, actually, Soldier 76 can't be the dad because one of his voice lines is, I'm not your father. <laughs> so just want to throw that out there. See, I, I love Soldier 76 because he's such an he's such an and old man. That's what man. he says every time he like punishes them for getting in the peanut butter. He's like, I'm not your father. Well, if you knock it out. Which makes him perfect for this task because he has so much to learn. He has so many ways to grow. So he's working on it. And by the end of it, he will really come to accept his role as the metaphorical father of the Overwatch team. Yeah, it's a character arc. He really is kind of an old like cranky grandpa because my favorite Soldier 76 voice line, it's not really an unlockable voice line, but if you knock out a Lucio as Soldier 76, I swear I've heard him go, turn the music down. He does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Get off my lawn. More Young boomer pups. humor. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I might be basic, but I, I'm main soldier. I like Soldier a lot. I really do. See, I, this, this goes back to something, because o- Overwatch hit like the meme culture right at the peak of meme culture there's a reason that so many people latched onto those characters because blizzard actually does have something good in the overwatch like community and in like what they've created so i really really want this to be good i'm just i'm just kind of skeptical because there's been a lot of like changes and shifts in the way that overwatch is and i don't really think i I was watching a video today i don't think anyone's really happy with the state of overwatch currently like i don't think anyone's happy with the way that the game's played so oh oh, go ahead people are happy with the state of blizzard right now oh yeah i I didn't want to go there but let's go there (laughs) well i mean knock knock (laughs) That's what I was going to say earlier was that they said it was a ways off and they say Diablo 4 is a ways off. They announced them both at the same time and people, I'm not going to make any statements here or there, but people immediately just stopped being mad Yeah, because it, it was a, it was a distraction and it worked. Oh, absolutely. It works because again, if they're not going to follow through, you have to, or not anytime soon rather. But, I mean, you have to realize they're both saying, okay, like you said, these aren't coming anytime soon. They're still a ways off. We're still working on them. And, honestly, I, I really guess, and it, someone's probably said this before me, that they weren't even planning on announcing them this soon. Yeah, I, I just want to yeah, imagine only... someone in office going where, going, like, looking at this controversy and going, shoot, Jeff, quick, make some trailers. We <laughs> gotta like, oh get these out there. <laughs> You want to make Diablo 4? No, not really. Ah, you're going to now. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't care if there. you make the game. Just make a trailer. Make make something. Just make, <laughs> make something we can show quick. 
They weren't even making Overwatch 2 until they made a trailer. It's like, oh, well, okay, here we go. Yeah, I guess we're doing this now. I guess we're doing that now. <laughs> what are we going to do? That's why they're listening to this podcast, because they don't know either. <laughs> it's like, please give us some oh ideas. gosh, for the love of God. And then they're all. like, Incredibles 2. Good. That's good. <laughs> this is good. See that politician, right? Oh, this is great stuff. Well, so that... One of the one of the funny things is like the very first story mission they ever did for Overwatch One was Null Sector is invading, and then apparently Null Sector is back and they're re-invading in Overwatch Two. So it's like, what are y'all doing? Like you're just <laughs> recycling. Yeah, it's, it's the like, Daleks from Doctor Who. They'll always be back. It's like, like oh, really there's know. another Omnic crisis. It, it's yeah. it's the same story. <laughs> The same story, different package, basically. Yeah, I'm going to say that like there's going to be some kind of long, drawn-out story that's going to come to the conclusion that Null Sector and Talon are somehow together now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions in the in the lore. Like w- one being like, why did the Omnic factories start back up and start turning out death-dealing robots for no reason? And it could be that Talon did it. That maybe they used. Uh, What's the hacker girl's name? Sombra. Yeah, I mean, they use Sombra to do it or something. Well, they they've been hinting that there's something else going on because the most recent cinematic before the announcement of Overwatch Two was that Doomfist is meeting with some person we've never seen before, and I think the prevailing theory is that he's somehow an Omnic. I don't know. Like again, going back to the mess that is Overwatch's story, it like it's interesting. But it's all lore. There's no story necessarily. Like, the plot has not moved forward at all, basically, since Overwatch came out in 2016. So. Yeah, they're always talking about, too, how um, one of the great mysteries is after Reaper and Soldier 76 had their altercation and caused an explosion, they both almost died and were brought Mm -hmm. back. And Reaper was more almost dead than Soldier 76 and was brought back. And maybe they're, and it's never really talked about like why he was suddenly a bad dude, and and also like why how he was brought back. He could be an omnic. That's what gives him his like teleporting powers and things. I think they've previously shown that Reaper Reaper has like been experimented on by Moira, and apparently that's what gives him like all his creepy like wraith powers. But even beyond that, I mean, that kind of goes to a bigger problem. Like they haven't even really explained what Reaper's powers are like we know what he can do but we don't know how he got them so starting the story in the middle of where they're starting at just feels kind of odd like it's almost like they kind of did like a star wars version where we're starting in like episode four but there's no setup to episode four like we're not starting with luke you know as a farm kid it almost seems like they're starting like Luke versus Vader on the Death Star, and it's like figure out what's going on, and it's like I don't know what's going on, like nothing <laughs> makes sense here. Yeah. Well, see, I, I want to talk about this for a minute because I hope you guys don't boot me off the podcast. Um, but here we go. Overwatch is Team Fortress Three, in my opinion. Yeah. And did you did you guys ever play Team Fortress Two? No. Yes, I played it on the 360. I never played yeah. it without any. I played it with no updates. I played it vanilla. <laughs> For oh, years, wow. <laughs> you're yeah, such a purist. I, I never really played it, so yeah, it is Team Fortress Three. It took everything great about Team Fortress Two and then made it a lot better. And so that's why I always really enjoyed Overwatch because to me it was both brand new and nostalgic. I'm like, ah, oh, this is exactly what I was wanting. 
But in that comparison, I think there inevitably lies some points that we have to go back and discuss just a little bit, such as the fact that Team Fortress 2 started doing these videos way before Overwatch did. And have you guys ever watched their videos? Yeah, uh, yeah I have. they're hilarious. They are amazing. And they're like, they're not short either. It's not like three and four minute character sketches. It's like 20 minute clips. Like, we're talking like full TV episodes of just like the spy and the assassin and some of these other things. And so I think they sort of set the tone for that. And I think this brings me into something that I, I think maybe has frustrated me just a little bit about Overwatch, if I'm being honest, is that Team Fortress 2 did not need lore. It did not need a story. It did not need a plot. It was just funny. And you enjoy the characters for who they were and what they did. It didn't really matter why. Like, nobody cared. It was just fun to watch. And you still engage with those videos. And so I'm wondering if maybe the story isn't even holding back Overwatch just a little bit because they do feel committed to it now. Well, do we have to do something with this? And it goes back to Jordan's opening question of how sustainable is this? And I wonder if maybe they've written themselves into a corner, so to speak. What do you guys think? Uh, I can see what you're talking about because kind of when Jordan was talking about, you know, we don't know how, what we know what Reaper's powers are and we don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. Reaper's powers are, are Reaper's powers because it's it, he fulfills a role in the gameplay. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And so a story, trying to come up with a story way to explain them is just going to be like ham-fisted and shoehorned in. It feels that way. And Team Fortress 2 never suffered from that. It's just like, eh, spy, he's a funny guy. <laughs> Pretty cool. And it just moves on. Yeah, there's Red Company mm-hmm. and Blue Company that don't like each other, and their espionage gets violent. That's all you <laughs> need to know. Exactly. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and so I think there's something fun to be said for, for Overwatch, because I do feel like Team Fortress walks so that Overwatch could run in a lot of ways. But that being I, said, I do think limitations can lead to a lot of creativity. Mm. Because I know the Omnic crisis probably came from the fact that they don't that the game is probably meant for like a lot of ages, so they don't want you killing people in the in the PVE, despite their efforts to humanize the robots. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, it kind of what you're talking about, Matt, kind of reminds me of um, I don't know something like Adventure Time, maybe, where it was like all mm. the magic was just kind of like random and weird but then it's kind of it's all explained later and i don't guess that necessarily made the show worse but it you know it probably loses something when you know you know exactly why these weird things are happening yeah sometimes a silly throwaway joke is best as a silly throwaway joke yeah Yeah, i agree because i've always heard it said that to dissect is to destroy I think sometimes you go digging too deep, and it's like, oh, that it was it was, it was better before we tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It was just it's the whole it was. it's the whole midichlorian thing again. It is. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it is. It all comes back to midichlorian. <laughs> yeah. It always comes back to midichlorian. <laughs> that that's how uh, that's what Reaper's powers are. It's midichlorian. <laughs> I'd love it if they explain that. Or... <laughs> Except in this universe, it's not the force. It's like its own thing. Yeah, it also makes you really edgy. <laughs> They're attracted like to you hot get it, topics. Your hair just turns into like emo Peter Parker style. <laughs> if you go into hot topic one too many times, you'll catch the midichlorian. Dude, if you go into hot topic once, you'll catch. He <laughs> does not need repeated trips. But I, I will say that they do make a point to to kind of lampshade his his edginess. Yeah. So I wonder if there's not going to be some reveal in Overwatch 2 that he's been mind-controlled this whole time or something. Because he does do such a quick heel face turn. Because, I mean, Blackwatch was shady, but it was not. 
they were they were for the good. It's just like Overwatch was. Yeah, they. I mean, they were functioning like U.S. or like you know Army Special Forces kind of like Maybe they they is... do really bad stuff, but they do it like you said for the greater good. So. Yeah, they were util- yeah, they were utilitarian, not evil. And now he's like mustache twirling villain <laughs> with like Whoa. the aesthetic, the Skeletor aesthetic <laughs> he's got going. Like, tra- and it, they lampshaded a lot because Tracer will even talk to him like in matches and be like, "Ooh, scary." Yeah, <laughs> you know. He's just like, "I am not nice." <laughs> this isn't a phase. It's who I am. <laughs> I, I do like the story revealed through dialogue, kind of amb- ambient story revealed through, revealed through dialogue. That, I think, is actually the best thing that they've done, is reveal the story and the way that the characters interact with each other via how, like, Tracer making fun of Reaper shows exactly, like, you don't need anything else to show what Tracer thinks about Reaper. Like, she thinks he's a dweeb. Like, that's obvious, just from her actions and the way she talks about him. But they they keep trying to, like, weld these stories together. I, I don't in know. my mind, it, w- it would be a lot more rewarding. So, like, you know, again, the, that, that dialogue stuff that just kind of happens and you just pick up on it. I think especially for a story like Overwatch, I think it'd be a lot more rewarding that, okay, what I want to play is Team Fortress 3. I don't really care about the story. But if I did, it's going to be really rewarding to go and find it. So it's not that it's there and they're trying to, you know, well, we got to tie all this together and we got to put it here and make sure they see it. But instead, just sort of put it throughout in almost like a series of Easter eggs that tie it all together in a really neat, tidy way that rewards those who want to find it, but it's not necessary for those who don't. Yeah. Ask Bungie about Grimoire cards and see how well that worked out for them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... I, I keep I, I wanted to get to this eventually, but since you mentioned Destiny, Destiny and Bungie, I I really like Destiny 2's combat. I love playing. Is that even allowed? Destiny. I mean, you're it, on the internet. Are you allowed to like that game? I like the <laughs> I like the game play. I don't like the game itself, but I like the gameplay. Like it's my favorite first person shooter as far mm. as just playing the game goes. Okay. But they they completely butchered everything when it came to the story in Destiny 2, which is why I'm worried about Overwatch 2, because the one thing that I feel like Destiny does really well in its combat is it's very vertical and very horizontal. So, like, they did a good job of giving the Guardians a lot of, like, movement options, but Overwatch is much more, like, much more just, like, walk-on-the-ground type of deal. Like, you, you can't jump very high, you know, you don't have, like, all these crazy glides and stuff like that. Some characters have a lot of movement, but not all of them. So I'm kind of curious, like, how replayable is it going to be to just, like, walk down the same corridor with the same enemy spawns over and over? They did show some, uh, like, you can upgrade the characters and kind of an RPG yeah. progression system. Is that going to carry over into the PvP? Or is that I, only oh, PvE? Wow. I don't think they've confirmed one way or the other, but I can only hope it doesn't because yeah, the game. Have you have you guys played recently? Like I haven't played in a couple of months, but it's, been a while. Oh, it's a nightmare. Like every time they add a new character, you essentially have to relearn the entire game because that one character changes the way you have to play every single map. Yeah. So if you if you added in six more ability variants for every single character I, I i just wouldn't even i wouldn't even want to touch the pvp again like it would be so ridiculously unbalanced it's probably going to be restricted to the pv pve yeah i i hope it is which again is just kind of a funky 
that they've res- they've kind of resisted putting PV in up up until this point, and maybe we're seeing why because it's kind of it's going to kind of be in funky, where it's like, oh yeah, these characters get these extra abilities, but I can only use them in this one mode. Yeah, that kind of is going to inevitably feel tacked on. Oh, see that then that makes it feel like two games, and so now we're going to have Team Fortress Four in Left for Dead Three. Well, it is literally two games because yeah. when Overwatch 2 comes out, all the stuff for the PvP is going to come out simultaneously for the first Overwatch. So if you don't care about the story, you can continue playing Overwatch and not buy Overwatch 2. Because hmm. the multiplayer is going to be functionally the same. I wanted, I wanted to talk about that because I am a little bit iffy about that. because, And I like Jeff Kaplan. Don't get me wrong. Jeff Kaplan is like... I love Jeff Kaplan. But Kaplan came out on stage and he said, and I quote, I wrote this down. He said, quote, we're hoping to, end quote, include all those new maps, heroes, etc. into uh. base Overwatch. I don't know if that was him speaking off the cuff. He wasn't reading off of prepared notes as far as I can tell. But especially that, that word hoping, I don't know if it's like necessarily nailed down yet. I wonder if that's going to be something where the suits are going to backtrack on it. And, hey, if you want the, the super new awesome cosmetics in Overwatch 2, well, you gotta you got to pony up your, your cash here. Yeah, I don't want another Fallout 76 to happen. Oh, oh no. I, you just yeah. reminded me that Fallout 76 <laughs> is a thing. Yeah, if, if Overwatch 2 comes out in the next generation, maybe he's concerned that, like, the jump between generations would result in them not supporting the first Overwatch anymore if it was on an old generation. That, generation. that would make sense, which gets... This This is kind of off-topic from what I was just talking about, but they kept touting like all of the new like changes they had made to the graphics engine and stuff. I couldn't tell it looked all that much different. Like, Could you guys? Like, I'm See, not a very graphical gamer, but it I'm looks basically the same. Up because one of the things I noticed is like they did a graphics comparison of Tracer. Like, oh, look at her then, and then look at her now, and it's two entirely different outfits. So there's no real comparison. And yeah. to me, I'm not a graphical guy either, but even I was looking at that going, huh, <laughs> that seems like a really convenient way for you to not actually let me compare anything. They did it to Mercy, too, where it's like, we've yeah. updated the looks, and it's like, okay, she has a new hairdo, but like that doesn't tell me, like it still looks functionally the same. Like exactly. I, I can't Again, tell that's... that... Like, and and that's a bigger problem that I have with video game graphics in general nowadays is it's hard to tell like how much better looking can we get because like once you're into like God of War territory or like Detroit Become Human like you're kind of already approaching a little bit of photorealism in your games so that's a again question that's for the PC master race yeah that's probably yeah. just uh, evidence that they rushed this out as a smoke and mirrors distraction. Yeah, and I mean, like, Overwatch already, like, it didn't need to look that great because it's got that cartoony look to it that would, like, it'll look good 20 years from now, whereas something that's much more like, I don't know, The Last of Us, where it's much, whereas it's much more, like, realistic looking, like, kind of shows its age as a PS3 game. So, yeah. like, I, st- I still think, like, The Wind Waker, like, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker looks fantastic because it's cartoony. It's not trying to be overly overly like realistic or anything yeah now on the other hand diablo looks worlds different 
There's no yeah, I, way that's coming out this generation. I did want to talk about Diablo because I'm actually I'm more hyped about Diablo than I am Overwatch 2, if I gotta be completely honest. Well, we should have no. just done Diablo episode, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mean, I kind of agree because I've I've not played Overwatch at all, um, Confession Time, but um, I have played some of Diablo three, and a lot of Torchlight, which is basically the same game. Yeah, well, apparently Torchlight is the best Diablo game ever made. <laughs> it really is. It's more fun for some reason. We've touched on it. The controversy. For some reason, that, I feel like people are going to have your head for that. The controversy that Blizzard is trying to avoid. <laughs> is that Torchlight 2 was released on Switch and other consoles, and it's better than Diablo 3. Mm. Ooh, they're still recovering from that one. Yeah, that's that true. that's the that's the uh, that's that's the controversy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you guys thought we were you know we were talking about controversy, that's actually what it was. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's really confused. what we're getting at. Yeah, it's the actual. We're we're not going to bring you the real issues here at Possible Spoilers, heavy hitting stuff. Speaking of heavy hitting, the uh, druid in Diablo two, uh, 4 looks really cool, and I'm looking forward to playing as the druid in Diablo 4. <laughs> I think Jordan's got replaced with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Blink once if you can. Uh, well, this has been Diablo 4. Uh, check back in here in about three seconds for our Overwatch 2 episode. <laughs> no, but I, I think you know, with Diablo 4, I do think it's interesting that Again, that one was dropped too. It's like they really went just hail mary, like oh, well, we got this and we got this and we got that, and we're gonna fix the we're gonna fix the first game and make a brand new one, and like all of it just seemed to come at such a such a lightning pace. It's almost hard to even keep track of what all they had announced and what I, all was I promised. Think that's the point, like I, I do too. I, again, with all of the controversy that Blizzard had been under. For so long, I think they were just they were trying to get as much good PR as they could, and they realized that putting out an Overwatch and a Diablo trailer is going to do that for people. All right, so we've talked a little bit about some like the PVE versus PvP. Um, talked a little bit about graphics, but one thing I'd like to talk about, if because I want your opinion, I don't really know, haven't done a ton of uh, research into Overwatch too. What do you think functionally is going to be different in terms of balance, in terms of characters? What do you guys see happening, whether it's buffs, debuffs, balances? What do you think is going to be the some of the top priorities moving into Overwatch 2? Ooh, I don't even know where to start. They've added so, so many forth. characters. They've added so many characters. I have a prediction that's going to be story and gameplay. They've added so many characters and balance is so difficult. I think the only place they can go now is to start removing characters. Just deleting characters from the game, which means killing them in the story. <laughs> I want that. This is like this is like your uh, Batman beating Joker theory. Like I really want this to happen. I'm sorry, you just can't play as Reaper anymore. He's dead. Because I'm calling it now. Winston's going to die. How? Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. I'm okay with that. They put way too much pathos on him in that trailer, and he's like the guy who brought everybody back together. And it's so emotional, and he was about to sacrifice himself in the trailer with the giant robot. And it's it kind of reminds me of that scene in spoilers for Red Dead One when John Marston is is talking to his son, and and it's so emotional, and you're like, oh oh lord, he's going to die here in a few minutes, and then he does <laughs> because it's so emotional, and they're like clearly like trying to get you like. Feeling things. That's what the trailer. That's exactly mm. what the trailer was doing. They're just stopping short of handing you a tissue. Like hey, you're going to need this. On the flip side, they might just kill every one of them. 
like every hero. Just start over. Because I want to call it now, at the end of the story, they're going to have beat Null Sector. It's going to turn out that Reaper was mind-controlled the whole time. He's going to be a good guy again. And they're all going to be friends. And Overwatch will be legal somehow, because that's how things work in the real world. Is he going to be less edgy? And then, yeah, he'll be less edgy. He'll be, like, all happy, and he'll he'll hug Soldier. And, and, and have, then, like, a stereotypical nerd voice. Like yeah. Carl from Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll all explode. <laughs> Random. <laughs> With like little to no warning. Just like they'll all explode and be gone. And it's going to cut to a kill cam of a junk rat who is firing grenades into the wild blue yonder and not even looking. <laughs> He's just going to be boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Spoiler alert for King's Man. It'll be like the end of King's Man. <laughs> and it's going to say like eliminated, 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 eliminated at the bottom of the screen. And he won't even see the people that he has shot the grenades at. Hmm. And then after that happens, that'll be the end game. Then all you can do is play Junkrat mirror matches until the end of time. <laughs> and then the play of the game will go to a Hanzo who shot like one dude. <laughs> <laughs> And then did a pose, did a moat. <laughs> oh, it's funny, but it hurts. Okay, <laughs> I, I just want to go back to the trailer for just a second. Can we all just take a moment to appreciate, number one, how amazing Blizzard is? And again, I want to go back. People love these characters. I love these characters. I started feeling myself get, like, welling up inside when it was like, oh, God, Winston is going to, like, sacrifice himself right here. Like, you know, like, that moment of, like, seeing him, like, do the hero sacrifice and, like, that when he thinks he's going to have to do it. So kudos to Blizzard for that. They're they're really good at, like, milking that franchise and the pathos. Number two, we we do need to take some time to appreciate this. Who was it that saved uh, Winston, it was an anime sword boy. So, you know. Oh, yeah, it was Genji. It was Genji. Are they going to do that? Like, that hoodie he's wearing, so are they going to make that a skin in the game? Yeah. They yeah. are? Yeah, well, I, oh. I, I think all of their redesigned looks are meant to be skins in the game. So, like, for some reason now, Reinhardt has, like, a, a ponytail, which looked really weird on him. Okay. Well, I just know that that... Uh hoodie that Genji is wearing is absolutely going to be on community college campuses everywhere starting fall of 2020. Well, Every. it kind of it kind of just looked like a generic hoodie in all honesty, like on people who are a little too large to be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Before you get mad at me for saying that. Oh man. Well, it it's weird to me. Number one, I think it is playable in game because we we see Genji using one of his like abilities in the game, where he gets like whenever he swings his sword, he launches a shockwave now, and he's wearing that hoodie. So I think it is a skin in the game. It's weird to me how like instantly <clears throat> recognizable so much of the Overwatch iconography has become. Like Overwatch is a huge game, so. I'll be interested to see if Overwatch 2 manages to bring people back into the fray. See, I think that's interesting, too, because you see these games like Overwatch, and they don't come out often. Like, you have one that just really has stuck with people. I mean, because, let's be honest, there's still people playing Team Fortress 2. Like, there are still people who are really committed to that game. 
And so Overwatch is the same way. There are people who still play it religiously. They love it. They are interacting with it. And I am wondering if Lightning can strike twice. Can mm. you get those same people and a brand new set of fans? Because that's really ultimately what you're after, to bring in everybody you already have and create a new fan base. And can you do that again? That That is such a big task for a game like this that's that's totally unrelated to any other game we see coming out right now. I mean, Death Stranding is, isn't standing on anything. It's It's trying to be its own thing. But then stuff like Overwatch 2, it's a sequel, but it's it's more than just a sequel to a game. It's trying to recreate and uh, recapture what they had in the first place. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It, if you make a new canon, it doesn't mean anything if you don't like keep it going. Exactly. And that is that is no easy task. I will say that's one thing that kind of scares me with it. because it's Because it's a games-as-service model, the idea of keeping a story going with the expectation that people will continue to play this game, that's what worries me. Like, I don't know if Blizzard's going to be able... If any company can do it, I think Blizzard can. But I think that's going to be tough, you know? Because it's not easy to write a good story, much less to continue to write a good story, presumably season after season. I'm, I'm going to assume there are going to be more seasonal content campaigns added that aren't going to be there at release. Because it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, we defeated the bad guys. And then it's going to be like, well, we need to make some money so the bad guys are back for no reason. (laughs) How many times are you going to be able to do that realistically? That was all I wanted to say there. It's it's as many as is necessary, I think, is the answer to that question. Yeah. And I I think you really hit on something because this is such a different model. Like you have um, DLC. And so think of the DLC that they had for Spider-Man. I love the Spider-Man game, but the DLC was not great. To put it lightly, because it's different writers, it was different people, and so they're still trying to continue the story, but also make it something new. And I agree with you. If anybody can do it, it will be Blizzard. But I think there opens up this thing of can you keep the same writers who have the same feel, who have the same sort of uh, finger on the pulse of what the story is and how it should be moving along, and keep that moving, and actually keep that moving along. Yeah, like in perpetuity. In yeah, exactly. Ad nauseum. I would argue they already haven't been able to do that because they brought on some new writers to flesh out some of the story. But the problem is because they keep adding new characters. Like the, I think one of the most recent short stories we got was about Baptiste, which has nothing to do with the overall story of like Soldier 76, Reaper, Talon, Overwatch falling out. Like It was basically just, here's a day in Baptiste's life. And it's like, that's cool. But where does it fit into the actual plot? Like, <laughs> yeah, and really, Junkrat and Roadhog are Junkrat and Roadhog kind of like that too because they're just like they're not part of Talon or Overwatch. They're just kind of their own thing. Yeah, the chaotic neutral. Uh chaotic evil. <laughs> chaotic evil. I mean, yes, I hate yeah. Junkrat. So <laughs> I'm excited he is chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> that rant earlier about. Him shooting grenades in the sky came from a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work through some stuff. Gotta work through some trauma. Junk, junk rat induced trauma. <laughs> I saw all this jit. You or someone you know suffer from jit. <laughs> I think we Gosh, all do. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> Because in that recent trailer that Brigitte's sitting there talking to uh, Reinhardt, and it's so weird to see a character who was introduced fairly late in the game 
talking to an old character in what we can only assume is kind of like simultaneously with the events of the game. It, it's you know it's kind of like kind of retroactively deciding that no, she's always been there. Yeah, she's always been hanging out with Reinhardt in Eichenwald, despite well, the fact that you didn't see her until they they said something like Tracer says like oh Brigitte you've grown and it's one of those things of like okay yeah I guess because she's Torbjorn's daughter sure she's probably been to Overwatch before but yeah like they're because this is a three year long like span of things it feels like they're just trying to weld them all together and i'm not sure they're all going to make a lot of sense again going back to our original point we have space monkeys and space hamsters in the same time frame as like robots and like old school german knights like none of this makes sense which is kind of the beauty of it but also russia made a giant zord i guess and (laughs) yeah that's not even played a role in the story yeah, it's kind of weird how they have this crisis going on, so each nation is doing something slightly different. Like, America like has the enhanced soldiers, and Germany just is like, let's go back to knights. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll work. Yeah, you know what worked? <laughs> Armor. <laughs> and Russia's like, let's make a Zord. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, Japan, it's silly, but I like it. Yeah. I do like that. That's it's fun. I don't know if that's how a crisis would really be handled. I feel like there would be some consistency, but it's fun. Somebody at the at a UN meeting, they just ha- give every nation a different manga and tell them follow this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because okay. I feel in real life, it's like no, we're not doing the Zord idea, and they're like, oh, yo, please, <laughs> if anybody is listening to this podcast like steal that idea from freddie and make it into a movie because i would watch that movie (laughs) it's the united nations fighting it out in a big battle royale and like on one side (laughs) there's like dragon ball z and on another side there's like naruto and then there's like gundam and they're all repped by different countries that sounds amazing (laughs) that's kind of what pacific rim that's that's exactly what i was gonna say i was like this is just pacific rim (laughs) <laughs> where it's like yeah we're gonna make we're all gonna make big robots but we're, we're gonna decide what the robots are gonna do what they're gonna look like no one's gonna tell us that they can be completely different from one another and they're all gonna come out as caricatures of our nation yeah and some of it's not even gonna make any sense like having three arms or whatever well it, it's the it's the only one with three pilots yeah but why <laughs> because why three arms? Because reasons. <laughs> Why not four arms? Okay, no, calm down. You don't do that far. You can't do why four not, pilots. That's crazy. Why not just do a, a giant spider? You can't do eight pilots. That's crazy. Well, That's crazy. <laughs> they did three well, arms because four is too many need... and two wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, two pilots, two arms, three pilots, three arms. But what about legs? Oh, if it was a spider. Okay, this isn't what this podcast is about. <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> we have to figure this out. So this just makes me have a fever dream back to like Power Rangers as to why like what are they all doing in the Zords when they're like mega sorted together? Because they're all just sitting there like I don't know, that's weird. Like or like Voltron, like are they all controlling an individual arm and leg? Because that would 
be yeah, horribly would, yeah, inefficient. Like, it would be like, um, what was that game where you control the runner with like the different keys? Oh, Quop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it be would be like if they had to each control an individual <laughs> leg and arm. Becomes the Ministry for Silly Walks. <laughs> uh, I do want to see that. Though. Well, in in every Sentai show slash slash anime slash cartoon or whatever with a giant robot controlled by multiple, by multiple people. There's always a part where they're like that, and then they learn how to work as a team. <laughs> yeah, it happens too quick, though. Like, oh, yeah, it always happens within a single episode because it has to. Yeah, it's just like they understand each other because, it, like Pacific Rim, they understand each other because they share a trauma or something. So now they're perfectly drift compatible or whatever. Like, I don't think that's how that would work. That's how the Torah says it works. Yeah, it's like I understand your brain. Now we can play co-op together. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if you guys will agree with me, but this is really the best Overwatch 2 podcast that's ever been produced. 100%. Well, I, th- I feel like this conversation has brought us to a greater understanding of how the Russians in Overwatch controlled their Zord. Because it, <laughs> right. it is tangentially related to the story because it's walking around in the background of one of the maps. So mm. it's super important go. to there the story. There we go. Yeah, it's super really important. important that we talk about how Pacific Rim works and how and Power Rangers in co-op maybe they'll add it it's as a character it'll cool. just be like a foot oh like <laughs> cameo <from the> quota. <laughs> i'd love to see that running across a overwatch map <laughs> just try and hit me <laughs> well it'd be super because he would like fall down on the ground and kind of hump the ground a little bit and then people would just shoot him because <laughs> he couldn't get back up <laughs> no that they, they would be trying to shoot him, and he would fall over, and it would just barely miss him. He's like a drunken <laughs> oh, master. Oh, yeah. I guess that's an idea. <laughs> He's just mind. doing splits on the ground. <laughs> I see this with a cold, emotionless face that shows nothing whatsoever. He's just running <laughs> and flailing around, and there's nothing in his eyes. <laughs> I want to see him in the story where they're like, He's got to join Overwatch. He's great. Like, we got to <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get him to sign on. <laughs> just, just try. Just, you try to give him a pin. No, you try to give him a pin. <laughs> His signature on the Overwatch document is just a flipping spirograph. Well, thank God we are just about out of time for tonight, <laughs> so we can uh, share some final predictions, final thoughts. I got, uh, I got two of them. Let's hear it. Number one, I, I'm assuming based on what we know, it looks like there's going to be a hero campaign for like the the main good characters. Because I think the only gameplay we've seen has been from the members of Overwatch, like Tracer, Winston, etc., Lucio. I'm I'm really curious. Are they going to end up doing a like a dark campaign for Talon, kind of like Sonic Adventure Two Battle, which was the last good Sonic game? I'll die <laughs> on that hill. Um, or Hyrule Warriors, because both of those games have like both a, a, a hero side where you play through like the the viewpoint of the heroes. I would love a mode where you play through like Talons like operations. That would be really fun. That would be a lot of fun. I have to admit to be yeah. able to because and, and again, if we're going to sort of the driving force of even what we've talked about tonight, if we're going to drive story in my mind, that's a great way to do it. 
Yeah. Because then it's not, it doesn't feel skewed. It feels very balanced in terms of, okay, well, you get to see both sides. You get to play through both sides. So then you really have a fuller understanding of what's going on here. Well, so like Sonic Adventure 2 and Hyrule Warriors both do that because to get like the, to get the true ending of both of those games, you have to play through the hero side and the villain side. And then you get to do like the final set of missions. So it's like, like you're seeing it from both viewpoints, kind of, and I, I really like that. Sonic Adventure 2 is like one of my favorite games of all time. It doesn't hold up today. It's it's a terrible game, I think, by most standards, but I really like it um, as a kid. My final prediction is that female police officer that they uh, end up like kind of rescuing in the trailer, uh, she's, she's going to be a hero at some point. Like, I, just, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. You step out that door, you're Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Hanzo just says that to her. I was wondering, none of this makes sense. Yeah, Winston gets mowed down by a machine gun fire. (laughs) Over the chat, you just hear like some like guy screaming obscenities at you, saying you're throwing and pick another character. Stop smurfing. (laughs) So my final prediction, um, and I have a very infantile knowledge of this game so i'm sorry about that but what i would like to see is the climax of the story is winston somehow getting the monkeys and hamsters off the moon and you have like a monkey and hamster army uh that's fighting against the omnic army or whatever it is (laughs) it's this big epic battle He just comes over like like Gandalf and Helm's Deep, and he's like, a gorilla is never late or early. He has precisely what he needs to. Yeah. With an army of hamsters and monkeys. I know someone see, like, the Overwatch is about to lose. It looks hopeless. And then on the horizon, you just see monkeys and hamsters as far as the eye can see. Specifically, Soldier 76 is about to lose. (laughs) And then you hear on your left. On and portals left. open up, <laughs> and gorillas and hamsters come pouring out. <laughs> and everyone gets sucked into the vacuum of space because the portals are connected to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and Winston's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Y'all have heard my predictions. Winston's going to die. After he brings the monkey and hamster army. Uh, Reaper was mind controlled this whole time. He's not actually a hot topic reject. Uh, Incredibles too. My final prediction is that Overwatch is actually a training simulator for an advanced military fighting unit that only the best can be part of. It's that actually... explains why. That explains why I've been stuck in gold for all this time because yeah. I am good at real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get recruited soon. No, no, I, I feel like I would not. <laughs> oh, wait, so the plot twist is going to be that it's a simulator in real life? In real life, yeah, this whole time. And that's why the, no, Overwatch 2 is taking so long, because they're having to work closely with government contracts and regulations. To make so sure basically, can... this is the last Starfighter. Absolutely, yeah. Everybody get that reference? Yeah? All right, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the idea, it's like, we need some new recruits. What about gamers? They're the ones. They <laughs> all these controllers and ah, oh, they're just so talented. Such wasn't, good hand-eye coordination. Isn't there a movie? I, I feel like there's been a lot of things that have ripped on that. That like gamers have to be like the, or, or like the, 
like gamers can play this thing better than most or something like that. There was a there was an anime based on that trope. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, there was also the last Starfire. Oh well, okay. Maybe that's <laughs> what I, mean. I don't know. Uh, you're probably thinking Ender's Game is one of the more. Uh, maybe maybe that's what it is then. Like I vaguely remember that in the last year or yeah. two as being well, relevant. What was it? Isn't that Diva's whole backstory in Overwatch? You know what? It's Diva's backstory yeah. that I'm thinking about. <laughs> I can't even remember that. <laughs> it's in the game we're talking about. They, they heard it somewhere. It, they what? Retconned. What's my name? You they said they retconned it? it? Yeah, they retconned that part remember. of her backstory, I think. What'd they end up saying? Yeah, because, well, they retconned it because they couldn't have their secret getting out. Like, oh, crap, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, that's a little too Just on like the nose. <laughs> Just like we did. Guys, this has been an absolutely remarkable ride. Um, you can get off now. The platform is clear. You can't exit the ride. It's over. But it has been a blast from top to bottom. You listen to our crazy theories and speculations about everything from Overwatch 2 to Power Rangers. So we thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. We're still getting uh, lot. You see lots of shares and even retweets. I don't. I don't do the Twitter, guys. We're getting retweets. A few, yeah. A few. Oh yeah, we got one or two retweets. Talk it up, guys. So we're, we're getting pretty big. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> like thousands of retweets. Mm, we have ten subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, we got a good amount of subscribers. People are watching. Yeah, like, I know. Hey. Probably four of those are probably us. Yeah, one of them's me. Uh, okay, yeah, one of them's me. Talk about this. They don't have to know these things. <laughs> But that means that there's six that are unaccounted for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think one of them might be your mom, though. Uh, maybe. <laughs> might be maybe. your mom. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, she probably subscribed. I don't know. Uh, but thanks for continuing to listen and share just on every platform, whatever your flavor is. We appreciate it. We have all kinds of stuff coming up. We have some exciting new content. So, again, we've, we did the possible... We've done possible spoilers for a while, then we did spoilers almanacs. We actually went back and reflected on Joker. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check that one out. It's pretty neat. Just a different type of content than we normally do. And we have some experimental things in the work, too, if you want to hear those things. Continue to let us know. Let us know in in the comments of every episode if if we're right, if we're wrong. We'd love to hear your input, too. I have some friends who text me and be like, oh, yeah, listen to this and have this thought. Like, I thought this would this would be in it. And as you said this thing, I, I thought of this point. And so, yeah, I, I, that's what this is really for. This is us talking, but we want to hear what you guys think, too. Like, it's a community effort. Oh, and make sure that you talk about the podcast with people. Yes. You know, if absolutely. you like what we do, if you like what we, if you like the things that we say, tell other people to listen to the things that we say. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't want to listen to the podcast, just follow us on Twitter or Facebook because um, um, Freddie and Jordan, um, I don't mess with the social media much. Maybe Matt does, but um, you guys are hilarious on there. I'll, I'll post whatever stupid thing comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, Freddie's got, so got the Facebook post down pat for yeah, sure. Just follow just, us just, for the memes. Just for the <laughs> record, if you ever see a funny thing that has been posted, that's Freddie because I don't, I'm not funny. <laughs> Apparently, Freddie has all the talent <laughs> and is stealing it from all of us. Absorbing it. Is that what's happening? Is it like Space Jam? You've <laughs> yeah. taken our talent. Freddie's secret stuff. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> Congratulations on achieving the best possible ending. 
that came straight from our fanny packs and into your ears. Guys, thanks for listening tonight, as we may or may not have spoiled Overwatch 2. So it's it's me, Matt, <laughs> Ashley, Jordan. You got it. Hand. All right. I need a I need a mnemonic device. A what? Freddie, Matt, Ashley, Jordan. So. Fmage. 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 Fmage.